Hello and welcome to New Retirement Thinking. My name is Sameh Zaki. Today we're discussing the uh, private retirement savings crisis in South Africa. With us in studio to have that discussion are Sohini Castile, Head of Employee Benefits Consulting at 10X Investments, as well as Mike Wood, Director of Appio Wealth. Welcome to the both of you. So. Uh, let's start off with the, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, very, a survey, a recent survey that's found about 1 million South Africans. 46% um, of them have a lack of trust in their retirement industry, while 41% have no provision whatsoever for retirement. Those are staggeringly frightening um, uh, um, stats. Perhaps uh, let's start off with you, Sahidi. Yes, absolutely. Um, so South African respondents were surveyed and whereas the problem of not saving for retirement is not unique to South Africa, what is is that we have an industry and a retirement fund industry that is rife with complexity. Um, as an individual investor, there's over 1,300 unit trusts or investment portfolios that I can choose from. Um, and in order to navigate this minefield, um, we're not equipped with the correct information or adequate information in order to make the, the correct choices. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the findings of the report, uh, that it, there is a profound lack of trust among South Africans when it comes to the retirement fund industry, and hence a broad sense of disengagement in the entire process. Why, why the profound lack of trust, as Sahini has pointed out, do you think? I believe it's a, a lack of education. Um, if, we, if we look at, you know, I think coming through schools, I think people need to be educated on uh, retirement provision, how compound interest works, um, why, what the purpose of, 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 of putting money away for retirement is. Um, I think according to those, that same survey, up to 50% of people don't really know what they're going to get out in terms of, you know, they put money away, they don't know what, what, the, what their outcome is going to be. And I think that's a lack of education from either they're not sitting with the correct financial advisor or they're not taking, in, or taking on any advice at all. 1,300 um, odd um, um um, investments that you can you can choose from. Surely we should be looking at ways that we can um, simplify the the choice for um, investors out there. Do you think enough is being is being done on that front? I believe there is. Um, you know, we partner with a company called Portfolio Metrics. Um, they're a discretionary investment manager. Um, you know, they've got over 15 investment professionals who sit down on a daily basis and they filter through. They've got due diligences on every different fund manager that you can find. I mean, you mentioned there's 1,300 local unit trust funds. There's over 200,000 global, global unit trust funds. How do us as investors, you know, filter through that and make the correct decision? So we've made this partnership and, you know, we've filtered it down to about 22, 23 different fund managers when blended together, you know, give us the correct outcomes that, that our clients are looking for. So, Ine, do you have anything to add to that? No, well, I think... Um in terms of education, I uh, completely agree with what Mike said. There's a huge need over there. Um, I certainly think that there's a major gap that needs to be filled. Um, National Treasury published uh, a, a survey or a, a report in recent years that said that between, only between 6 to 7% of South Africans uh, could actually afford to retire comfortably uh, in, in a position where they would be able to uh, replace the, the amount of income that they needed to have a comfortable retirement. Mm -hmm. and, and that is shocking and it's very much in line with what we've seen. Uh, and, and, and really there's a huge gap that needs to be, to be filled. And, and the biggest concern is really that number has not changed over the past 20 to 25 years. So what are we as an industry doing? Uh, in order to make sure that in 20 years' time we're not sitting here and saying the same thing. I'm, I'm interested to find out this lack of trust that we're, we're, we're talking about. Um, is it across um, age groups? Do you find that perhaps it's um, a, a younger um, sort of um, um, audience that have this lack of trust in the industry or does it, does it, does it um, straddle across age groups? 
Um, if I may. Um, sure. So I think it, it does go across the board, but I think that there's a particular message for younger um, younger people and younger um, groups in society. I think when we're talking about issues around retirement, sometimes younger people tend to disengage, and that's one of the reasons why we see um, that there is a huge gap. And and one of the the findings that we had in the report is that 46% of the people that we that we interviewed actually um, came back to say that they had started saving later in life. So started saving for retirement once they had established themselves got themselves a home, started having kids, um, and that only 20%, so only one-fifth of the respondents had actually started saving for retirement when they were younger. And then, in, in line with that as well, we also asked the people, if you had known then what you know now, would you have done something different? And 50%, over half of the people actually said um, that they wished they had started at a, a younger stage when they started working. Um, so I think there's a very powerful message in there for younger younger people that are starting out their careers. The greatest advantage that you have is time um, to invest in the market and ensure that your savings grow. Yeah. Mike, this um, d um, disinterest, does it, does it worry you? Definitely. Um, if you look at our, our younger generation, you know, people want results now. So how are you going to try and convince them that they've got to save and, and build up a nest egg that they can only sort of dip into in, in 35, 40 years' time? Um, you know, you go back to the education side of things and, you know, Einstein said compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. That he who understands it earns it and he who doesn't pays it. Um, I think another issue that, that we have coming up and and what adds to our lack of retirement savings in this country is people are over-indebted. So mm. people are continuously servicing debt and it, you know, where they don't have disposable income to, to put away for, for the longer-term savings in retirement. Let's hit pause in the conversation. Do stay with us. We'll have more after the break. Welcome back to New Retirement Thinking. With me still in studio is Sohini Castile and Mike Wood. And we've been talking about uh, certainly some very interesting um, stats that came out of a, a report um, looking at issues such as um, especially cutting across the board the disinterest that um, South Africans have in, in retirement um, saving plans. But I want to pick up on, on what I think one of the issues that came out and, what, and that is the, the, the gender gap. Um, Sohini, let's, let's start off with you. What is the major issue that came out of the survey when you did this? Um, so a, f a few things really and I think um, it's, it's quite alarming. It's probably not news to anyone to know that uh, there is a gap in terms of um, women, what they are paid um, in, in terms of their employment and I think the stats show that around women are paid around a quarter less than their male counterparts. Um, that coupled with the fact that at some point it's potentially their careers will be interrupted by pregnancy or child rearing um, and some sort of family support. Um, and that also uh, going in line with the fact that women are actually living longer. So we also see statistics that women are living longer and uh, than their male uh, counterparts as well. And, and really what that tells me when I hear that is that we need more. We need more money. Um, but in actual fact, what the survey showed is that we actually have less um, despite needing more. And, and the reason for that is that uh, we saw that majority of the women that were surveyed actually told us that they either don't have any savings plan at all or investment plan or they have very little understanding around it. Um, 
and 40% of the women actually said that they didn't have any saving, any investment for retirement. Um, now, not to say that women are bad at saving. They actually are quite disciplined savers. They, they tend to prioritize mm -hmm. um, uh, expenses such as um, you know, ch children's expenses, household expenses. Uh, but the problem that we found is that very often the money was not invested for growth. It was actually saved in, for example, a bank account. And, and unfortunately, saving a bank account, earning money market rates of, of return over a long period of time is not going to enable you to keep up with the cost of inflation. Um, so investing for growth is crucial um, from, a, from a female perspective. Mike, do you have anything to, to add to that? Definitely. And I think there's some great points that Henny's brought up. Is, um, but couple that with... You know, we found our, our female investors and our female clients to, to be a lot more conservative. So as, as you say, they're investing into money market related accounts, you know, with very little exposure to any equities or offshore equities or, or bonds or properties. So they aren't investing in, in growth assets. So take all of that into consideration. Um, you know, you need to be investing in those growth assets to, to make up for that, for that shortfall that they have. You know, another solution is for them to work slightly longer. You know, if, you know, the stats do show that, that women tend to live longer than men, they should extend their working careers to, to try and give themselves an extra three or four or five years of uh, reinvesting plus contributions to the retirement funds um, to help them, help them close that gap. Mm. Have, has there anything been done to look at some of the implications of that? Because the fact that they, they live longer um, and they haven't saved or invested correctly to cater for, for, for that fact, that could be a very um, worrying outcome down the line. I definitely think so. And if you, especially if you look at the role that women play in society, um, such a crucial role. And I think the empowerment of women would, would have a broad impact on, um, on, on society as a whole. And certainly if we were to communicate more and enable women to be more engaged in their, in their finances and more engaged in their investments, um, yeah. it would have a ripple effect, uh, not just for the women themselves, but the families around them. Right, very quickly, two, two talking points I want to touch on. The impact of this um, lack of saving and um, disinterest in, in, in retirement planning, the impact on that on, on, on government. Your thoughts? We don't often speak about that. Yes, true. And I think that um, of all uh, the parties that should be concerned, government is definitely on this list because the impact of people not being in a position to save adequately for retirement and retire comfortably, um, that impact will fall perhaps on their friends and their family, but ultimately on the state as well, mm -hmm. uh, where that burden will, will fall upon government. And I think uh, they also have a role to play in ensuring that um, better regulations are put in place so that there's better disclosure, uh, better transparency um, around, uh, around these issues that are causing people to disengage. Yeah, uh, Mike, very quickly, you, you mentioned something about us being the, the, the sandwich generation and some of the, the impacts that that can have um, um, long term. Correct. I mean, if you look at, at where we are, um, you know, we've got a huge generation that are currently supporting their kids and supporting their parents. You know, so where is the disposable income to be able to, to look after their own retirement savings and their own retirement planning? Um, you know, I, I think where we can come right is by, again, I make reference to sitting with, with a wealth coach or with a wealth manager or an advisor, um, you know, to, to help you pinpoint that, that plan. I mean, it's, it's like trying to plan a road trip and not having a destination in, 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 in mind. Um, so I definitely think, you know, it has placed a lot of stress on our generation and the generation, generations in, in front of us, um, but definitely something that can be overcome. I'm very positive about that leave on a positive note. Thanks to the both of you. And that's it for this episode of New Retirement Thinking. Until next time, from myself and the rest of the team, goodbye.